Are you ready, Denzel? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, ready. You good, man. I never really want to do intro. This is a review. Welcome yeah. to the tribe, everybody. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us on this uh, album review of uh, Certified Lover Boy. Yeah. And uh, I just want to get straight into the album cover because what the fuck? What the fuck is this album cover? What do you mean? You don't like the emojis? It's all the he's, possible he's baby mamas. It's all the possible no. baby mamas. I'm telling you. No, it's not. It's not original at, at all. And I saw all these companies like ripping off his. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Album cover idea. I'm just like this is this is not original. Like, come on. There's no thought process. There's no thoughts into this other than like the pregnant emoji. Like, that's really it. But like, it, you you could have blown up one emoji of it just being a pregnant girl and it still would have had the same effect on you. I would. That would be weirder if you blew it up. Denzel, what do you think of the album cover? Man, it's a whole pack of ass. The fuck you mean, bro? <laughs> Jesus. Nah, nah. I saw this album cover and I thought to myself, sorry, these are like all the. Even like the attempted to, and something happened or could have happened. I don't know, man. I I just think this album cover is just like a joke. Just it's the whole this whole album is motivated by the Kanye beef. I swear that he had an original album cover and he changed it the last second just be just to piss off Kanye. Yeah, a lot of the album feels like he switched things last second. He already had other things that were planned for a long long time, and then he just kept delaying it and switched out. I appreciate the album cover because it's equal opportunity and like it just shows like the diversification of who he ch- chooses to impregnate. Like he's multicultural <laughs> with it. That's pretty nice. And also, I see that it's flying in the face of the Texas abortion laws that have been passed recently. So I kind of see what he's doing with it. And uh, I think it's pretty thought-provoking. So. Yeah, it's definitely that deep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely that Because mm-hmm. you have Texas abortion laws in mind. Oh, yeah. Because it was, cause it was a yeah, sign-up. Yeah, yeah, it got introduced in May. So it makes perfect sense. Uh-huh. All right, guys. Let's go ahead. So, yeah, man. We're going to talk about this album. This is Certified Lover Boy. This is a... Uh, I don't know what number album this is, but this is... This six studio albums. Are you not including So Far Gone? No, I'm not including so far. That's a shame. Okay. So, yeah, this is uh, after, what do you call it? What was the last one that came out? I don't even remember. This is so long. Scorpion? No. But Dark- if you don't count Dark Down. Oh, we're not counting Dark Down. Oh, it's a Scorpion probably, yeah. Yeah, um, so album-wise, Scorpion was the last one. So I, a lot of that. I want to get you guys' general thoughts about this, and then I'm going to I'm gonna skip through like tracks, and then we can talk about them. But uh, Dylan, real quick, why don't you give us like your overall of what you thought about this this highly awaited, highly uh, anticipated. anticipated. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get into my uh, deep, deep thoughts at the end of this review. But overarching thoughts, um, it's just just another Drake album, man. Ever since, I would say Views. Ever since Views has just been the same steady Drake that just that we've been getting. Solid, very good production over uh, just like minimal effort type of lyrics. So that that's my takeaway. Uh, and there's a handful of songs that are really good. We'll get into that later, but... Uh, overall, that's that's my takeaway. How about you, Denzel? What'd you think? Man, like I said, now nah, songs were <sighs> took a lot to listen to. It took a while to took a lot to go through this whole album. But yeah, I agree with Dylan. Overall, the the album was solid. You know, Drake has never had bad production. I um, mean, you know, with Forty and all of them. But I don't know, like the mm-hmm. like some of the lyrics are just a bit too corny for my taste. But we'll talk about that more when we go through it. All right, man. Uh, yeah, I I came away from this album. So again, just full disclosure, I don't listen to Drake anymore for the past couple of years. So I only do it for work. And I found that through the album, I listened to him many, many times. And through my studies, I found that he had two specific aims, two goals. He had the first one was to um, bully Kanye West to the fullest extent, mainly then. And also to corner the market on light-skinned chicks that are too young to remember 9-11. I feel like it's a really strong demo that he is focused, lasered in on. And I'm really proud that he's committed himself to such an endeavor so good for him on that i mean just and listen to tsu oh god my tsu's god. my favorite <laughs> so, 
she's a demon indeed yeah. but yeah so i think overall this is that's exactly right i think since views there was some nothing was the same type of vibes and take care vibes in there and mm-hmm. I think he really did a good job trying to like bring that vibe back but it's kind of a bad sign for an artist if they're trying to bring back <laughs> that vibe as opposed to push forward right so yeah i think overall 100 percent correct since views he's been kind of in the same lane and some would say it might be a steeper decline over time especially as he's staying on top for over 10 years on the top of the like over time you're going to lose kind of like interesting subject matter and stuff like that yeah. so i think that that's his issue but beats wise his, he doesn't make he doesn't pick bad beats so i wouldn't say it's a decline i would just say it's a plateau like i feel like he's just found an uh an area or a zone that he's in where it's like oh, i can just keep doing the same thing because i'm gonna run numbers and i mean he had the most stream like certified lover boy was the most streamed album in one day like yeah. in history so mm-hmm. it's like he's always going to do the numbers no matter how subpar his material so yeah so before we talk about the tracks i just you know the best way to get the frame of mind of what drake is as an artist uh is to go on urban dictionary and look up a soft boy <laughs> so the oh, definition boy. of soft boy, soft boy it's a fuck boy but without the cocky attitude i'm just reading from urban dictionary right now um usually butting a girl up uh, by appealing her to her emotions and showing that he has a sensitive side long enough to get to the sheets and then not committing. Uh, they use alternative music, something like I don't know. They have no communication skills and they are compulsive liars. So I feel like these are the type of traits that encompass the soft boy Drake-isms. Uh, so before we go to speak, did you have some? Yeah, yes, and uh, I want to piggyback off on that because that is very true. Let, let, let me tell y'all, if y'all haven't seen the description that Drake put <laughs> for this album, yeah. it's, it's very short and sweet. A combination of toxic masculinity and acceptance of truth, which is inev- inevitably heartbreaking. I, I didn't hear any heartbreak other than Yubba's heartbreak, which <laughs> even on. So no. I, I don't understand. He has heartbreak on the album. He just he just covers it up with uh, toxic nice yeah, yeah. That's how he that's how he copes with mm-hmm. that. So yeah, let's let's just go right. Let's just go right let's in, guys. So so many things to talk about. So let's just go with the Masego track off rip. He just ripped off Masego's best song in the past few years, and he said that he's featured on the album. What did you guys think of? The first track. It was a champagne, what is it? Champagne poetry. poetry. Champagne, champagne poetry. poetry. Okay, well, uh, I mean, it's definitely off a of play of his uh, Champagne Poppy IG uh, username. Uh, it, it was actually a pretty strong intro, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was taken aback by the Masego uh, production from mm-hmm. the beginning. And also, he also did pro- help produce this uh, song, too. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a complete rip, like what, um, what was it? Not what Cole did to... Uh, I mean, at the beginning of the year, I'm thinking of another artist, but yeah, yeah. it's escaping me. But um, yeah, I think it was a strong intro. He had some really good lines in there, and uh, this the beat change. Yeah, uh, a lot of those. End, mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, I think that was really strong. I really liked how that changed because I heard the Masego production before, so it was like nothing new to me. But mm-hmm. when the beat changed, I was like, okay, this is really strong. He had some really good lines about like you know being at the top and like. People that are coming for me don't know how to talk. So I was just like, okay, that's pretty good. He was talk- He had a line about being co-parent of the year, which mm-hmm. which I thought that's like classic Drake. That was pretty good. Yeah. So I thought it was a pretty strong intro, but you're going to hear what I think about the rest of the tra- album. So. Damn. So, what do you think the What you think the intro? How was it? It's very. It was very Drake. I mean, I feel like the intro was like, it was expected. Like I was a little exci- honestly when I first heard this track, I was a little excited. I was like, okay, is this album actually going to be dank? Too bad my th- my mm-hmm. too bad I was disappointed. But anyways, no, this first intro Damn. was really good. No, I really fuck with it. I like how he mentioned his 
he's finally accept. It's kind of like he's showing acceptance for his son because he mentions him multiple times throughout the album, not just in this song. <laughs> I don't know if it's because he's because he's been called out on it. Now he's like, oh, okay, now I gotta be a father. Actually, <laughs> um, he called him, he he shouted out his kid in uh, Scorpion as well. Like there's a little bit at the like end. One time, <laughs> <laughs> got a tattoo next to George Smith tattoo. There's just, like, uh, just, just like he it's like back then he was ashamed that he had a son. <laughs> yeah, man, he was but, hiding him from the border, man. Now he's hiding, he's hiding the world from his kid. Didn't you hear him say that, man? Um, right. The B, the B switch was incredible. I really did like that. But like I said, this I mean, this intro was like very Drake. Um, let's see. I think one of my favorite lyrics I read here was like, nothing else bigger than the OVO Leather Boys, Cashmere and Nitch for that nighttime boat rides. Ollie got the first edition parked up roadside. The only th- sign of struggling is coming out from those guys. I'm just trying to relate what I see through my own eyes. Like stuff like that, I was like, okay, this is actually not a bad lyric that he was spinning on the first on the first track. But I felt like, yeah. you know, going down if you go deeper and deeper into the album, it's just like, I, I, I I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about it later. But the first track was was good. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what's funny is now as we go through the album, kind of talk about different tracks that we liked or just like. My phone is so smart. I have a Google for it, uh, Pixel for it. It's so smart that when I'm going through Spotify, if I skip to the next track, it goes straight to In the Bible. It skips the next two tracks, bro. Because Pappy Pappy's home, Pappy's home, Pappy's home, Pappy's home yeah. is a ripoff from Montel. This is such a specific it is, reference. Yeah. It's a Montel Jordan song, yeah. which I feel like only I ever listened to that album, but it's from his main <laughs> album. And so he just took that shit home. And now he just calls himself Daddy, and then he has Nicki Minaj at the end doing her auntie voice. So. Just real quick, Poppy Home and Girls Love uh, Girls Want Girls. What do you guys think of those two tracks? I feel like they're really weak, so I want to. We're, we're, <laughs> we're nah. putting them together. Nah, yeah, nah, low, nah, key, nah. low key, that is actually not bad because. Keep it moving. I didn't really think much other than this line where he says in Poppy Home, Yeah, I'm coming with a walk. You're coming with what? Are you talking about wet ass? <laughs> <laughs> you know, paraphernalia. Or. <laughs> Are you like, but in Genius, it says WAP like W O P. So I'm just like, I don't know what I, I, I don't really call Genius on a lot of how they interpret the yeah. lyrics or what happened. That whole song but is just him saying, I'm just like, it's, it's like, is he, is he trying to come out? Is they them or? Like, well, I mean, I don't, we don't know. I mean, it, it depends. Like, I don't, I don't think okay, but then you, you, go, you, you go yeah. into girl, uh, you go into Girls Want Girls yeah. and he's talking about. Say say that you're a lesbian girl. Me too. He's definitely coming out as they them. Come on. He's de- he's definitely trying to come out as they them. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm coming with the walk. The trans community. Yeah, hey. I'm a lesbian girl. Me too. Like, I mean, no, I, come on. No, I mean, that's all I gotta say. But both both those tracks are not. Good. I don't even like the the Nicki Minaj uh, cameo. So stupid. I, I, I <laughs> that, just, that made that made no sense, bro. That made no fucking sense. Yeah, Dizzo, what's your thoughts on these two tracks, bro? Man, you guys already described this whole pack of ass, bro. What the fuck you mean? Now, um. I, I just can't get over this, man. Like, Poppy's home and shit. Wait, and so, Dylan, say again. What was that one part you were saying that you felt like he, he's, he's coming out as they them on Poppy's home, specifically, regarding the walk? When he said, yeah, I'm coming with the walk. I thought he was talking about wet-ass pussy. I thought so, I too, the first time. About, like, walk. No, I mean the beat was Come on, the beat on Poppy's home was pretty dank, man. I'm not even gonna lie about yeah, that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, walk yeah. could also mean. It could also mean wet ass penis. Like, he's just saying that <laughs> no, he's pre-lube. Oh. <laughs> wad. It'd be wad. Wet ass dick. Okay. Nah, but, um, nah, no, man. I kind of, like, honestly, you know, it's one of those songs that you just listen to and you just forget what happened. Like, you, you're like, what did I, what did I miss? And you just kind of zone out. Um, girls like girls. Yeah. I mean, what kind of middle school ass man be talking Dead about, ass. like, I'm a les- girl, I'm a lesbian, me too. 
well, that was just me and me too. I'm like, the fuck you saying, bro? Like, I literally paused that and I and I got up and I was like, should I continue this album and just say I review, I listened to the whole thing? I was like, man, should I just yeah. give up on life? Like, the fuck is he saying? But yeah, for um, audio listeners, for audio listeners, Denzel just looked up at God. He was like, why do why did I do this? For real, <laughs> I I really prayed. I was listening to this shit like what like one a.m. in the morning. I was like, all right, the album came out. Let me just bump it right now. And I was laying in my bed. I was just like. Okay. Should have went to sleep, bro. As soon as he posted 2 a.m. Eastern time, bro. I pa- bro. I I paused that shit halfway through the album. And I fell asleep. Like I ain't about this, bro. Nah, I'll, I'll finish it the other day. That's embarrassing. Well, you wouldn't have fell asleep if you were reading your Bible, guys. So let's just go on to the next track in the Bible. What'd y'all think of that? Little Dirk. Little Dirk. No, nah, that's a little Dirk song. That ain't no Drake song. First of all, that's Gibeon. Gibeon saved that track. That's, that's it's him. not just him. Dirk, Dirk also saved that track too because he his his feature like the way he wrote the uh, the beat like he, his line stopped at every like whenever like the drums would stop in the the mm-hmm. beat mm-hmm. like his line would stop too. Yeah. I'm just like okay, this is rapping like this is how you rap. Some uh, this 34 year old uh, light skin from Canada does doesn't really know how to do that well, but uh, I think Dirk wrote the beat very well, and he was shouting out his uh, girl's uh, cosmetic business. Very gorgeous to me. Oh, is yeah. he Muslim? Is he Muslim? I don't think so. Yeah, he said he's out on Dubai while I read Quran. Wait, does he really? Cool. That's cool. So he said that stuck out to me. Oh, he but, says. Uh, sorry, the last thing I'm going to say on yeah. this. Baby and Gibeon feature was fire, just like a lot of features were. And I think the features carried whatever whatever features were on each song. I think they carried the song. They carried it. The, they carried. It was the same thing with Lil Baby on Girls Want Girls. It's a bad song. But, so yeah, Denzel, so what'd you think of uh, in the Bible? I feel like in the Bible it was very judgy. He's like, "What are you doing? That's not in the Bible." It's like, "Oh, you're okay, Jewish." Okay. Oh, <laughs> this may want to convert so bad. Denzel, what'd you think of that? Before we move on to the next track, what'd you think of that, man? I mean, Lil Durk carried the whole song, bro. Okay, Lil Givian finished it off very nicely. I really loved like the voice and like his voice and how it just kind of like helped. it was like a good transition. You know what I'm saying? Like whenever you heard Givian's voice, it's like oh, ooh, kind of like transitioning to the next song and moving it slowly. Yes. And but like you know, it, it kind of went like this. It was like Drake was kind of he kind of like did this, and then Lil Durk like pulled it up to the climax, and then like Givian was like, let me give it like a smooth, sultry outro to kind of clean clean it up. Um, but nah, the album was really tight. I just read the lyrics you were referring to about him being. He said, "I'm Muslim. I go by Quran, Quran, the Quran, yeah. the Quran." No, he says, "I go by Quran." Like on here, but yeah. I might be wrong. But that's he could be a Muslim actually. Shit, I, I wouldn't surprise me, especially if he. Yeah, it depends on how he grew up. But yeah, it was it was cool. It was, it was cool. Yeah, good features like Dylan said. I can't you can't get mad at that. And then once again, my phone knowing the better of what I need in my life <laughs> skipped the Jay Z track and time. No, 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 come on, come on. We're man. gonna talk about. We gotta talk shit. about it because because the Drake the Drake chorus was good. His, his verse was, but the Drake chorus was good. Talking about people never care towards towards all R.I.P. That's not profound, but it's like damn yeah. True and shit. then niggas turn it back on me for no oh, yeah that's not really <laughs> for no good reason. It's really it's really <laughs> just not, not it's really just uh, how do you say like the way the like the vibe of the chorus was cool. This Jay Z verse trash. No, it's not. This was a really good verse. It's not great, but it was a really good verse. Definitely better than uh, the Donda verse. When he was called say. like a two. When he's talking about <laughs> the only thing we spec now was violence. Anything besides this, we play in violence. Come on, come on, bro. <laughs> really? The song, oh my the songwriter, <laughs> songwriter Hall of Fame. He was actually he was actually spitting Hall of Fame bars, man. Come on, Hall of Fame bars. Jay Z was tough on this song. Drake Drake's verse was forgettable, but Jay Z's verse was tough on this. Song. Denzel, do you have any? Sorry, thank you, Dylan. Denzel, do you have any thoughts on this stupid ass song? It's 
Dylan, I'm, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on this, bro. Like that, 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 okay. that Jay Z feature was not it, bro. It wasn't it. Okay, we can agree to disagree. <laughs> we can agree to disagree. Correct. Um, Drake was forgettable. Like clearly on this, yep. out. actually, it's not the one part he did mention. He did pull. He did do a Kanye, a Kanye hit again. Niggas turn it back on for me on me for no good reason. That was a Kanye. Uh, that was a Kanye jab. It's really weird that he's so upset about that still because I'm pretty sure Pusha T like cleared all this up on the for the longest time. I thought like Drake was kind of like over it. Like okay, I'm gonna stop like fucking with this guy and just kind of do my own thing. But then it seems I mean, like when, when you think about what Drake did releasing that unreleased track with. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we know this is a petty nigga, so. Like, hey, thank God for I mean, him. That I don't, song is I don't think I don't think in this song, like, he really is. Like, he's just talking about, like, the overall rap game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it could be. It, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. He could still be talking about push. All right, let's go to this real fire. One of the better tracks of the album. Probably yep. one of the top five. Yep. Fucking fair trade. Mm-hmm. No more bullshit. Travis Scott saving the day. What's going on, y'all? Like Denzel, what do you think of this track, man? Man, I never fair heard trade. Travis Scott spit like that in a long time, bro. Like he was going on and all. Like his flow on this track was incredible, dude. Like the dude was like spitting faster than I ever heard him in a minute. You know what I'm saying? It sounded like he produced the song because like when it came to him, his part like the beat was beat, doo, 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 like the per- bass. Per- perfect, was- perfect alignment to his 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 rap vocals. Like he was in that studio. He's like, "Yo, Drake, I'll hand this to you when you're done." <laughs> He actually did help produce the track. Makes that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did Charlotte? Uh, it's uh, no. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Did Charlotte? Did Charlotte Day Wilson also produce or no? Or just a sample of him? No. Uh, it was a sample off okay. of one of her songs. It's called Mountains, I think. Okay. So yeah, but again, Charlotte Day Wilson, y'all don't sleep on this girl. Don't sleep on this girl. But anyways, uh, uh, it was a sample off Fair Trade. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, Drake's uh, verse was fire. Like okay. Uh, what is, let's see, what did he say? Uh, I've been losing friends and finding peace. Honestly, it sounds like a fair trade. That's pretty good. Pretty okay, Drake. I, I see, I, I hear you. But the best feature on this album, show the fuck out. LaFlame, the hero of H-Town, Houston, Mo City. This beat is big freight train tough. Astroworld is nasty. Come on, bro. He, he brought his Astroworld if he ain't that energy Astro, to this ain't Astroworld this year, man. He needs to be here. Come on. Yeah, I was gonna say. Speaking on that, this whole album felt like an ode to Texas. Oh yeah, yeah. oh for sure. Oh, yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, a yeah. handful of the songs. For it's, sure. it's like I'm so glad I moved to this city, like to this state, because like I understand his music so much better now. <laughs> it's like, oh, I understand <laughs> what you're talking. You were at Turkey Lake last Thursday, like I'm yeah. dead. <laughs> Well, yeah. So yeah, is, is that what y'all? So okay. So we love Fair Trade. That's probably probably the top five. Yeah, strong. for sure. And oh, then for sure. we go right. Yeah, and then we go straight into meme territory with Way Too Sexy. Um, I would just like to say. Way Too Sexy is really about male empowerment, uh, owning their sexuality in 2021 and being able to just, you know, I mean, like when you're in the club and women are trying to approach you and have a conversation you, and try to dance on you, it's like, no, I'm too sexy. You can say, you can say you no. You start doing the air You humps. can say no. So, uh, Marone, uh, any, any of these lines male empowerment to you? <laughs> I'm too sexy for this syrup. Too sexy for your girl. Too sexy for this world. Too sexy yeah. for... How old is yes. feature? And he's got like multiple baby mamas and kids? <laughs> As we said earlier, how old is Young Thug? Then he got multiple baby mamas and kids. I think he he's a great guy, a baby, co-parent of the year. And you talking about way too sexy? No, I missed this one. They're explaining why they have so many children with different women. They have, they're way too sexy. 
It makes perfect sense. Denzel, what do you think of this song, man? The lyricism was incredible. Like you could probably put this in the Hall of Fame for these for these lyrics, man. Like, <laughs> Better than Jay Z. Yes, sir. Of course. How'd you know? Nah, nah, the out. Okay, no, no, no. okay. Now we're going into blasphemous territory. Come on. I'm kidding. You know, I'm kidding. But nah, the song was. If you take it as it is, man, I think it was just like one of those like joke songs. It's just a song that's gonna probably be played in the club, but it's gonna be like a fun song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's it's, it's not it's nothing serious to be taken up. Like if I if you look at that in that light. It it makes sense, but honestly, I don't think this made sense on the album. That make if that sounds right, right? It it, it didn't sound yeah. like it should have been out. This should have been a single. You know, what I'm saying more than anything, just a random single. The music video is fucking mm-hmm. hilarious, so y'all need to watch it. Yeah, music video is definitely a must watch. It's required reading prior to watching for this uh, podcast. Makes Great sense. video. Yeah, yeah, definitely out of place. That's a good point, man. Because speaking out of place, like the way that the next couple tracks merges together, TSU to uh, Into Deep, like. The, this is I feel like there's like very legendary runs of like songs in a row for like certain albums are like oh this is like this is what your intent was for this album right, right. it flows perfectly and the beats on point and your lyrics are like continuous man TSU bro like all I gotta say is there is clearly like a West African woman from Denton Texas <laughs> that destroyed Drake on a molecular level because this man is just broken down like what do y'all think about TSU and I'm, I'm gonna put, put it together with n but like talk about TSU first like what do y'all think of that that track when he said his, his her dad is not around and her mom is man, not, bro, predator vibes, man, predator vibes. What are you talking about, bro? And this, it, it's just so ironic because R. Kelly was given writing credits to this song too. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Was it writing credits or was it a sample he used? So he's not writing from jail, right? Like, what is? No, bro. he's not writing from jail, but you got to give him the credits because the sample was right. 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 Okay. It's just it, it's just it just reeks of just predator vibes. Yeah. <laughs> No. I mean, I do like the shout out at the beginning when he's talking about uh, all the ladies in Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, <laughs> Prairie View. He shouted out Texas City, bro. When has this man found the time to go to Texas? This man with this hiding man. women in Katy. Nah, this, 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 this nigga went to some college party or some shit, bro. For real. Same, bro. He was at ASA Weekend 26. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Again, I, I did like the uh, the HBCU shout outs, but. Warrant Drake experiment and uh, Into Deep was cool. I, I like the, the uh, guitar, the, uh, the first part of the song, and uh, it went well with his vocals. And then I really like when Future popped out yes. at, the, uh, yeah. at the end of the song, with the song. switch. Yeah, I, I thought he ruined uh, it. I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't say he saved the song. I, I thought it went well with the song. I thought it was a good song overall. Into Deep is it? Uh, isn't see, it? TSU, TSU, I'm just sad because like the production was so good on that song, it was just amazing. Like, so, oh, by the way, real quick, sorry, Denzel. The TSU song, part of it is called uh, Not Around. Mama is not around. Like, that Not Around song has leaked, like, a couple years ago. Mm. So I was expecting that song. Yeah, I was expecting that shit for a while. And it yeah. was interesting so I, to see how he folded it. Yeah, yeah I, already, no, I already heard that song, too, when it leaked. Um, you know that sample of Into Deep? I think Into Deep, that sample is from Bun B, Get Throwed, right? I think so, yeah. Dun, intro, dun, dun. Yeah, I heard that. I was like, ooh! Let's go. And then Into Deep was a sample of an Insync song, I think. No, no, uh, sorry, uh, TSU. My bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, just the deep dive of the lyrics, man. Like, he just, this is the peak toxicity that I was thinking about. I don't know. Pr- about, like, Predator Vibes, R. Kelly, Insync, Insync, like, you know, Little Girls Lights, Insync. I mean, this, all, this, it all quickly, connects. This, this man said, this man said in the second verse, his, her dad is not around. Her mama is definitely not around because she's stripping Dylan. And he's no, like, away from this life. No, nah, he wants to. He wants to take her away somewhere to his cave. Yeah, he, he, this is legendary Drake, but you're not. This legendary. This, 
This is what he does. Like this is him in his purest. Oh no, for sure. This is CLB vibes for sure. Yeah, this is. <laughs> if he, he, that's what I'm saying. When it came to TSC, I was like, oh, this is what you really wanted to make the album about. Like yes. you've had this in the tuck for years. Like you should have just stuck with this vision. If it was ten tracks and like this was part, would have been way better. Um, but yeah, and then in too deep, I think it was really good, and uh, it goes right into pipe down, which is like. He just got rejected. He's very defensive. Like, it's just very childlike behavior. Uh, if you were right or die, you would have been dead by now. <laughs> Hence the album, bro. It's all your fault. Boy. Yeah, it's all your fault. This is why you're lonely. Like, you should have just stuck with me. Like, what did y'all think of Pipe Down, man? To me, it came off as aggressive. So, what do y'all, what do y'all think of that job? Denzel, you can go first. Man, who's he mad at? Tell me. What girl? Is this, like, a connection to, in, to uh, TSU, though? Like, for real, it's like, she's rejecting them all this time, and now he's just, like, piped down. Like, I ain't, I ain't about you no more. I don't know. I think it's kind of like those. I think in too deep, TSU in too deep, and then pipe down are like kind of like a, a story. If you can, you can combine all three of them. Like okay, first one's like um, he got with this chick. Second one is he's now he's too stuck with it. He's too stuck with it. You know, like he's he's infatuated with him, and now he's just like, hey, you need pipe down, get off my get off my dick type shit now. Not even get off my dick. It's like yo, you should. Why aren't you on my dick? You know, I fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Like mad. This is the away. toxic masculinity that we were asking for. That you I did not ask for this. Pipe down, pipe for me. Pipe down was. I, I mean, other than TSU, of course, which still gave me predator vibes. Pipe down was like one of the first songs. I was like, okay, this is the CLB I was looking for. This is the CL, CLB I thought you were good because pipe down. It gave me like thank me later vibes. Yep. With, the, uh, with the beat mm. and in the chorus, he talking about how much I gotta spend for you to pipe down. Oh. <laughs> how much I gotta dig. Uh, Gotta dig for you to pipe down. Dig what did he say? How much I gotta write? How much I gotta pick for pens? you? To pipe? Yeah, how many pens I gotta go through? This to get, is to get what I was asking for with CLP. Good song. This was a good song. <laughs> it's a crazy trick. Mm. So yeah, we try to cool off with some Yeba. And to me, Yeba came off as a Sampra part two. Honestly, just like the last album that he did that was Sampra in the loop. But yeah, Del- uh, no, Denzel, you really like this track. Like, what, do you, what do you think of Yeba? The best song on the album. Hi, Keith. The fuck you mean? Wow. <laughs> it's already given. Drake's not on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's that classic Drake interlude, you know. Like he always has this artist that people are not very well aware of. You know, like when Georgia Smith he did the interlude with her and other artists, etc. Through his al- studio albums, so it was really cool, like to, int- to introduce like a new artist, like I didn't know anything about. And I do agree with you. I thought this woman was black or something. Like, Man, this voice is too beautiful. That was like, I looked up. I was like, oh, she's white. Soulful, yeah. It sounded like, like she's a soulful, very, very soulful, sultry yeah. voice. That was just very mm-hmm. powerful. When I first heard it, it was like. You know, it kind of like helped. It was like a good way to pause, you know, everything that was just talked about in the first half. This is like a good, like, transition to the second half of the album. I still don't know why this album's like 21 songs. I mean, but anyways, but yes, perfect song, beautiful voice. I, did, I need, definitely need to check out Yebo more. I'm surprised. It's, it's, it's a nice surprise, but then we should remember that he always introduces like a new R&B artist, like every album, like George Smith before that and all those. Is there, whatever, has like, it ever been discussed why he does that? I'm not sure. I don't know if he does it intentionally, or maybe he has it in an interview. But like, just some, it seems like a pattern we've seen. For like, yeah, it seems like it seems like he's an artist that always like co-signs and introduces, mm-hmm. or, or like puts puts people on. And that's something I really respect Drake for. He's done that like his whole career. So. That keeps that keeps the longevity, right? Like he yeah. can't be in the game if he, he can't be like Kanye and steal the people stuff. Like he needs people to introduce new people, mm-hmm. new sounds. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then speaking of Kanye, we get a lot of whole lot of shots and no friends in the industry. Makes perfect go. sense for an album full of features that he has no friends. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Ahead, this, was def- this was definitely CLB vibes, right? This is definitely certified lover. Sarcasm, by the mm-hmm. way. Uh, this was, I actually enjoyed this song. <laughs> there we go. I actually enjoyed <laughs> even even though it did not fit with the certified lover boy trope. I I love the shots because if you're gonna go in, go in all the way. And even though like 
the the bites that were in or like the barking wasn't as strong in my opinion yeah um i did like the way he did go out he's like niggas love to start the beat don't want to keep a rap yeah he hit us up now we owe you something back when then when he has like that voice change at the beginning of his verse, i was like this man is petty as fuck for us guy. he is petty as fuck i'm like shikari smoke him on and off the track fine he, he has some real good lines he has some real good lines in this i think that i think it was an enjoyable track again didn't really fit with like the certified level four troll right but I think it was an enjoyable. But if this is current beef, so that's why you put it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what do you think, bro? It's a beef track, man. And I told you, like I said, this album, as I said before, this album has multiple beef beef tracks. It's just like you know, I'm tired of being kind of pushed around. Let me let me come back with the heat on y'all. Um, there's a lyric in the track I want to bring out. Fuck debating who the goat. Bet not make that shit up about the numbers. All I know. Um, bet not make that shit up about the summer. All I know. Better find you know, someone else to hit up with all that smoke, nigga. Yeah. And so, so he's, so he's kind of coming like this is like, like referencing to like Kanye West and like the whole debacle that happened between them. But like I said, like this, the, the, we're getting to that part of the album. Like I said, we're seeing we're gonna see a lot more diss tracks. You know, a lot more of this. Like I need to talk my shit because people be mm-hmm. put, people be pushing him out around for too fucking long. You remember that? Remember that laugh he had on that Twitter page, bro? That laugh was for a reason. Oh my god! I bet he changed half the shit on his album, bro. Because after that, he's like, oh, you know what? Bro, real quick, this song was definitely written as soon as uh, Gabe posted that, uh, what they call it, that I. He I, called I, his boy 4840. We got to get some shit out. Weirdo. Grown men. Grown men. And okay. he has friends. <laughs> he has friends in the industry. Like, oh, the fuck? Bro, you know, I mean, you know, it's just, you know, he's talking metaphorically. So, um, I honestly skipped Knife Talk. Please brittle, do, bro. Path. I literally put in just, me- I actually have like a sleeping eye emoji. Like, I just fall asleep on that out. On that track, Twenty One Savage phoned that in. There's a nice piano in there, but clearly he left it first. If, if, if they just let Project Pat go on for like the first half of the song, I think it would have been a better. Was that song. Project Pat or was it? it, was, it was yeah, Project Pat. Okay. yeah. Because yeah. because it, it's like Savage. Like I, I I like you. I like you as a rapper, but like, why are you stealing Pat's flow? Why are you stealing his flow? <laughs> and then Drake Drake was forgettable. I even forgot he was on the song. Drake and Lyrics. Yeah, those two tracks were extra fat for me. What do you, what do you, what do you think, Denzel? It was too much work, man. It, it, they should have just kept it with... It, honestly, if, if that was like another interlude of just like Project Pat and 21 Savage but and gave Project Pat a bigger part, I think it would have been a great song. Do you have anything to say on that one? Oh, were you going to skip uh, 7 a.m. on Bridal Pat? Yeah, I, I don't... I can't hear. I thought, I thought it was a pretty good... I, again, I think it's another track that was written after all this... That's the big one. That's the but, big uh, one. I thought... I, he, I think he always does solid on, at least does solid on these like time and like play mm-hmm. songs. Six AM in Toronto. No, yeah, yeah, Six AM in Toronto. Whatever. Was it Five AM in Calabasas? So, uh, no, uh, maybe Six AM Calabasas, Five AM in Toronto, and then it was, it was Nine AM in Dallas. AM in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in Dallas. So I feel like he always does good with those types of songs. I'm trying to. There, there was one line I can, saw. Can you talk about when uh, he was rapping that? Cal-Cadamo- no, go ahead, go ahead. Can you talk about that line when he was trying to rhyme with who's that the Greek freak, right? What's that name? Yeah, uh, don't move like a puto. Could at least keep it a buck like Anta That's terrible. How was the pronunciation? <laughs> How was the pronunciation? <laughs> Man, it was... Bad, bad bitch. Bad bitch is trying to come through and lay on me. Trying to get the Earl Grey on me. <laughs> uh, just so, go to the next So Earl Grey is a type of tea. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, uh, then switch it up to Race, Race My Mind, uh, whatever it's called. Um... I feel like it's another very judgy song, very toxic, uh, just looking down on people, and uh, really good, uh, nothing was the same flow, I think, on that song, Raised My Mind. So what did y'all think about that one? I know we're, we're, we're winding down on this album. But... You said nothing was the same? Um, That's what I felt. 
Yes, nothing with the same, I would say, as the first part of the song. Then the second part, definitely, like, so far gone, thank me later vibes, I feel like. Mm-hmm, when, when the beat changes, mm-hmm. when the beat changes and it starts to get, like, not not a nostalgia, kind of like a, a airy type of feel, like mm-hmm. the beat. So uh, I, I think that's, that's a really good song. Race My Mind is a good song. Definitely CLB vibes, I would say, for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yeah. 100 agree, Denzel. What do you think of that track? Bro? I agree. It was a it was a decent track. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't you know good either. You know, it was like it was a decent track. I, I fucked with it a lot. You know, so I, I have nothing more to say about "Race My Mind." It was like one of my yeah. you know less less enjoyable songs. Exactly. Uh, something that I I thought I would enjoy more, but then I realized it was just a rip off from a George Smith song. Uh, Fountains. Oh. Fountains is literally just George Smith's "Be Honest" with the uh, Bruno Boy. That's it's the exact same song. Ooh, did did you feel disrespected? Um, I mean, you probably say that because a lot of Afrobeat songs sound the same. <laughs> um, t- that, that was that was Tim's feature and Drake. That yes, wasn't Drake. Fe- that yeah. was Tim's feature and Drake. Because that was that was like Tim's like, hey, B, I, I, hey, uh, Drizzy, I got this like Nigerian. <laughs> I, I got this Afrobeat uh, <laughs> production. I think you'll like. Yeah, yeah, let's put that on. A Tim's featuring Drake. So that, that was pretty much it. Because Tim took over that song. He only. Like, just go back and read his verse. Like, he says nothing. Yeah. Nothing of substance. Play and then Tim's comes and saves the song. Come on. He literally had just, like, one verse. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, Denzel, do you have any, any, talk, any, takes, any hot takes on this uh, Afrobeat feature? Or was I, mean, like, I mean, I mean, t- Tim's was holding it down. That's pretty much all I gotta say. Drake was forgettable, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a lot of other songs. <laughs> I, I, bro, I, this album is just... Uh, I know, I know. You're not wrong, bro. You're not wrong. So, uh, moving along to Get Along Better. Uh, get Along Better. Yes. I highlighted this one as well. Pete, like, every song is more and more toxic. Really, really proud of him on this one. Um, I don't, I can say this story because I'm whoever, people don't, li- people who do listen to this will not know what I'm talking about. But our manager had a really famous, uh, uh Twitter exchange where, um, <laughs> it's not about him. It's about a friend of his, a friend that we know. Uh, uh, uh. And she was breaking up with her ex online, like basically over Twitter. Oof. And then on Twitter, the ex was like, yo, to your friends, I say hi. Whoa. And I was like, this fucking guy gets it. This is how you become peak masculine toxic shit. Ooh. Like to say, this is the worst thing. Cause the worst thing you can tell your ex or a woman that you're with or you've been into was like, I was fucking with your friends or I like your friends more than you. To say that is like so like soul piercing and like snipish. Mm-hmm. Like, Drake knows what he's doing. And to have Todd Dallasan on there, amazing. And Todd Dallasan didn't yell out something about Jesus in this one. Like, it was really great. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. I thought, I thought, uh, yes, the toxic mac- masculinity was at an 11 on this mm-hmm. one. And the production was incredible. Like, I really love, was that like a saxophone or like a, some, I don't, some horns or something like that? The, the, it was just like, it was like, it was just building and building the whole time. I, I really loved the way that uh, did that production. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just toxic lyrics at, at an 11, like I said. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was a good one. Definitely, the, good one. definitely the track that, you know, that we, we love. The one of the tracks that was just a very, very chill, chill beat. Mm-hmm. Something something relaxing, yeah. wasn't crazy. Keep moving. So yeah, get along better. Uh, you Only Live Twice, uh, just good features from across in Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne, not a fan of Lil Wayne, but he wrapped his ass off on this one. So very happy to hear him on that. Wait, real quick, uh, Drake actually went off. He matched the energy of Ross and uh, Lil Wayne on this. It definitely gave me uh, So Far Gone vibes for sure. Yeah. The way he was rapping. So uh, that was an enjoyable track for sure. Mm. Is anything on that one, bro? Enjoyable track. Killed the shit, man. Rick Ross and Lil Wayne. You can't really go wrong with both of those features. Yeah. It's definitely uh, um, 
back in 2012. Was it Aston Martin Music? Like, mm-hmm. Is that kind of connection? It's, it's, it's really nostalgic. Yeah, definitely give me a vibe of like, man, I wish I was back in 2011 driving around uh, fucking uh, McDonald's uh, drive-through 2 a.m. after the bar. Hey. Uh, I am white. I am white too. That's the Kid Cudi track. I just in my mind it was just them humming off. Like it was, it was just a hum off. Juice World made an appearance at the beginning of the track. I didn't notice. Then, oh, what? He made an appearance. Rest, rest in peace to Juice World. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this was this was also a uh, feature featuring Drake. So Cudi Cudi definitely took this song up for sure. So now. Nah. I mean, I feel like this track was, like I said, another another way to get back. Like, because you know, Kid Cudi and Drake have always had this massive beef, and they haven't been on a song together since like 2010. It sounds like, yeah, it feels like it's been for like a decade. You might yeah, be right. So. I think this might be the first time they've been featured. No, ever, wait, ever? I think so. I mean, it, it, we could no. have been, but I think this is the first time. I feel like they but I'm glad they, I'm glad they buried the hatches. But I'm, I'm glad they're. Mm, the, it seems like they buried the hatches. Yeah, he went from bullying. It's weird that he's the only that he must be the only good music artist on there because I can't think of anyone. Travis else. Scott, Lil Durk, Lil Durk did a good feature. Oh, Lil Durk. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, Lil Durk is not good. <laughs> I think it's, he's he's just his, his features. His features have been pretty good lately. All right. Well, what? what yeah. So, yeah. So I want to move on to the. Honestly, to me, it's the last track of the album, <laughs> and it is the most beautiful. Yeah. Just epitome of what I want from this mm-hmm. guy. And he was just like, why do I love this track? I just sat at home and I was like sitting there meditating. I was like, why do I love this so much? Like, why is this so like evil? Like, why is why is this reaching my soul? And then I realized it's a motherfucking Party Next Door song. He's, like, <laughs> he's in the beginning and he's not fucking featured. You <laughs> just Tidal signed him. Can you believe this? He, he, you know what I'm talking about. He's humming in the beginning. I was like, yo, this sounds like. A- You're like, who? And then I listen. And then Denzel, I listen to the lyrics. I was like, this is a part of the You know what song this is? Bro, he kicked him in the basement with Rihanna. Bro, this song is literally Savage Anthem 2.0. He did this an album ago. Like, are you joking? So, yeah, when I heard this, I was like, you only are good when Party Next Door of the Weekend gives you tracks. Mm, Fuck you, Drake. Let him know. Let him know. Let him know. You go off. He can't go off. I, I have one line, which Please. was funny, which I thought was funny as hell. I know you're not happy, girl. Everybody know. Cassidy, your boyfriend's eyes at the show. <laughs> what? You're 34. Bro, yeah, he... but the girl he was messing with was like 20, 19. So. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Denzel, I just want like, the, the, the track, the lyric that summed it up for me, like, this is who he is. He's like, nigga left, in, left his 20s and he still want to party. And then in the background, I hear Party Next Door. Ooh. I was like, bro, you can't make reference to Party Next Door and not feature him on the goddamn album. I'm so angry. He told, he, told oh, yeah, party, he told Party Next Door, take a seat, man. I got you. He told Party Next Door to pipe down, bro. Like, what the fuck? So at least, yeah, what that, what he says fucking fans, does he mean like fucking, like fucking fans or he means like he's fucking fans? Which one is it? He, he's fornicating with those who are fans of Super. He oh, okay. cheating on his girl. Because this is literally Savage Anthem. That's what this is. Straight up fucking toxic ass nigga, bro. A toxic ass nigga. Yeah, he's trying to explain, like, remember, he's just he's explaining, like, oh, this relationship didn't work out because of you. It's like, no, you're the problem. You've always been the problem. Stop <laughs> gaslighting these women. It's your fault. You hence, grow up. hence the name Soft Boy. That's what you're trying to tell us. That's why it's Soft Boy, yeah. And then Remorse at the end. He tries to be remorseful at the end, and I don't think he's ever going to be so I'm. I don't care for the last track. You guys He's, care about that? Nah, this man said this man was speaking those lyrics with his f- fucking fingers crossed behind his I back. Will, I will say though, for for the remorse, I thought it was a solid outro. It, it is a forgettable outro because it's it's long. Yeah, I, I think I think he could have done with it by reducing it by a few minutes. But yeah, I would say it's a solid outro, and he, he does make references to his 
son again. But this this is where, and we can lead the, we can lead this into like what we thought about yeah. the album as a whole. This is where I feel like the album kind of falls off for me because it's like Drake. Your lead up and your promotion and marketing for this album was, I feel like, top notch. When he came out with uh, Laugh Now, Cry Later with uh, him and Lil Durk, I thought that was a fire Mm -hmm. video. He dropped uh, Scary Hours 2, Wants and Needs with Lil Baby was fire. Uh, What's Next, that was fire. Lemon Pepper Freestyle with Ross, like, Dad did not miss, that was the hit. And then he comes on with this verse with... uh, Brent Fias, uh, wasting time, uh, which which I thought was one of the best ver- like rap verses that he's written in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even remember the last time he, he wrote a verse this good. Mm-hmm. So it's just like all you're releasing all this heat leading up to the album. You, y'all remember he had that uh, promotional video where he was like referencing like so far gone and like he was referencing all his like take he was referencing all his old albums like, yeah yeah promotional video for certified love yeah he like showed different bunch of pictures yeah that's when he said oh it's coming in i think that was when it was coming in january, january. then it got pushed to now right which which you know is it, that happens in, in the music industry so i'm not tripping up but it's like you have like this strong lead up and you give us the same thing you've been dropping since views so that that's where it really falls off for me it's like we thought we were going to get the toxic masculinity like we got from fucking fans, like we got from uh, what, Get Along Better, like we got TSU. from TSU, NTD. But then we get more of like the same thing with like Girls Want Girls, or Way Too Sexy, and um, you know, some other songs that I feel to mention. Right, right, right. I don't really care to remember. All in all, I don't want to take up most of the time. You but, um, you know, th- that I feel like a big narrative uh, structure was missed. I, I feel like he could have structure this narrative narratively better because you've been hanging on not hanging on but you've been cascading this certified lover boy persona for so long like pr- pretty much your entire career mm-hmm. and then when you name this upcoming album certified lover boy it's like oh we about to get one of the best mm-hmm. not not me saying this yeah, yeah but a lot of people were saying oh we about to get one of the best drake albums in a while because like this is who he's been his mm-hmm. whole career mm-hmm. and then we only get that with a handful of tracks yeah is it? okay so for me yeah. All in all, leading up, I thought the album was solid. Like it has been, like every other, you know, LP has been since uh, views. I'm gonna give this uh, a three out of five. Three max out of five. All right, yeah. Denzel, give us uh, give us your final thoughts, man, and your mics. What you got? I kind of want to piggyback on what Dylan was saying regarding, uh, you know, he hasn't. It, it, it's kind of frustrating to think that you know Drake is dropping all these fire singles, right? But he then he drops an album that's mediocre at best. It just felt like a lot of it. Like, and, and what kind of makes me frustrated is like you know this guy's this guy's kind of like toxic in the sense of like this man saying that he's like not really trying to fu- like he's kind of saying that he's not fucking with like Kanye and the beef. But then you can clearly tell in this whole album, uh, most most if not all the songs talk about some sort of beef that he has with this guy, and then and like trying to peg, take him down. Now it's just like that's. You're not being the bigger man here. You're just you're just you're hiding your your insecurities, and then you're releasing it in a different light, acting like no one's gonna no one's gonna recognize that. So that that was kind of frustrating to me, because if you know if he was really good to do what he wanted, he should be talk. I'm not saying he he shouldn't like talk about like that shit because that's that's always normal in rap beat. Like things happen. But I'm saying like don't make your whole album you know about like attacking someone. You need to focus on you and make your worth. Because I mean clearly like he he put a mediocre album and it already sold double what Kanye made Andanda. I mean you know. 
And I mean, that's just Drake, you know, he's always going to make that, that sales. He, he knows that even dropping something like this is going to make him popular because it's Drake, you know, he has the quotable lyrics. He's someone who's always been in the industry and such a, such a big proponent in the rap game. Going down onto that, the album was good, like in terms of production. I mean, they like the amazing production, you know, 40 killed that shit. Like the samples and the features, kind of frustrating that, you know, like for example, with Party Next Door, he wasn't really on the album, Ty Dolla Sign, you know, like all these people that he used. I felt like a lot of the features on the album kind of took over what Drake was doing, like kind of like Kid Cudi track. Kid Cudi kind of took over. I was like a Kid Cudi song. Travis Scott, that yeah. was a Travis Scott song. Little Dirk kind of say, took it from there. Little Dirk and Give Young took it there from In the Bible, you know. So, mm-hmm. so I felt like that was really the biggest thing. Um, and and I mean, Yeba was you already know Yeba. Yeba had her own song for the God's sake, but that's always been Drake. Um, if I lyricism was, it had to hit hits or misses. You know, there were some lyrics that were like, okay, that's kind of cool, but most of the time it just felt like he was just like pulling some middle school lyric shit out of there, like, like what is like I'm on your ass, like like back pockets or some shit like that, or I'm in your ass, like, oh, back yeah. pockets. <laughs> I, I heard that lyric and I was just like, "What the fuck are you saying, bro? Are you fucking serious? Like, you need a- he's he's a dad now, bro. Like, this is dad raps. So this is what you gonna get? At, at least, at least it's not chance dad rap. But overall, I have to give this album two out of five mics, man. I just I felt like I mean, will I listen to it again? Yeah, there's some songs I liked with like you know TSU, mm-hmm. um, into uh, uh, into deep, you know, way too sexy, just for like the whole pure like fun aspect of it. But I mean, the album the album was okay, you know. Like, I mean, it's a Drake album. It's solid, but lyricism and you know other things we gave it like a a terrible taste in my mouth but that's it <laughs> well i'm glad you could power through it man for the, for the pod bro we i listened to that thing three times for you man i really went through it i was like you know what let me give this a ch- i really tried giving it a chance man i was like maybe i'm just like being biased and i listened to it yeah. again and i watched reviews and i like looked into it and i was like dog this, is, this ain't it for me and all right we appreciate that for man uh this album was uh indicative of what i was suspecting for the past couple years the the leaks I judged it based off the leaks that were coming out. These those leaks were high quality project like songs that should be involved in a very like Desire should have been on here, Zodiac should have been on here. It's very clear that he either lost his vision on what he wanted his album to be, and he just kept adding shit, adding shit, adding shit to like try to be more poppy. I mean, you see that he's now going for more TikTok type songs. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what he wants to do now. Um, but and also I think emotionally he just isn't really growing. I don't know him as a person clearly, but. Uh, I want to be more at like I want to be more solution oriented. So I think that if he's ever going to make another album that's going to be of higher quality or more progressive in his work, I think he literally this is true. He needs to settle down. He literally needs to either sit down with his baby moms and raise that child in one home, or be introduced to women his age or older. Facts. Sit down, settle down, have a family. His raps will be so interesting and different. He has a really interesting perspective. But he's been stuck in the same place. Some of these tracks, I couldn't tell if they were made ten years ago or a year ago. True, it's amazing. True, like, you, facts. You, you are, yeah. So he's he's emphasizing he's emphasizing women. Like he's talking down. He's trying. He's very controlling. It's like this is only funny for so long. So I give the whole uh, album two and a half two and a half mics two and a half stars because there's some really good bangers on here. If you want to be like a, a, an asshole to people, like this is just like make that playlist. But overall, it's just it's a. It's a it's kind of embarrassing, honestly. Like a lot of these songs, like I, like I, the word "mid" has been thrown around a lot online, and I, I don't use that word. But like, if you had to ever use it, it'd be for, it'd be for a lot of this, a lot of this uh, project. But maybe it'll grow. So some people that said views, they liked it more as time went on. Um, uh, more life grew for people as time going. So yeah. let's give it a couple. Let's give it a couple months, give it a year, see what happens. But yeah, overall, let's uh, do better. Well, I, the reason I gave it a three is because, like, when I first listened to it, I think my rating would have been a one. I I Ooh. did not like that album when I first heard 2 it. 2 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> no, but then I heard the rest. 
Like, okay, it's funny you say, uh, what do they call it? Dark Lane demo tapes, like the first, like the first hat, like Desires, all that. That should have been on certified mm-hmm. level four. My thought after listening to it today, I was like, this is the second half of Dark Lane demo tapes. Ah. That, that, that was my thought. This whole album is the second half of Dark Lane demo tapes. Really? Because the second half of Dark Lane demo tapes is trash. It's ass. So, like, for me, it's just like, you took out all these songs, like Desires on Certified Lover Boy, would have made way more sense. It's literally than on Dark Lane. Like the one with uh, Chris Brown on Dark Lane. That would have made way more sense. Mm. Like, so I'm just saying. I don't know if it's about like sampling clearing or whatever. I don't know what the behind the scene politics are, but it's clear that he split his shit up. Like, yeah. he, is mm. it, you don't know why, but I don't Maybe one day we'll get interviews from people. Maybe 40 will come out with a tell all book. Who knows? <laughs> it's not that deep. But yeah, like, I, I want to know. Maybe it's all with this uh, Yabe. Yeah. But like, and then also, uh, I forgot to say this, but it's like you talk about your son in the first and last song of the album, like extensively. Mm-hmm. But I thought the I thought that I was gonna get more of that, and I thought that I was gonna get more of like, oh, you know, this is this is what it's like, you know, parenting while you're this big like pop star, or like, you know, I thought I was gonna get more of that, but it, like you said, it's the same shit. He's still fucking with girls from TSU. Yeah, so 19 and older. Mm-hmm. All right, man, at least. Uh, hopefully, yeah, so that's, hopefully. That's my thoughts. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, this was the review for Certified Pedal Boy. We're very glad <laughs> that Certified we are, Lover Boy. Certified Lover Soft Boy. Exactly. Certified Yeah, we love the tour of Texas that he gave us. Um, and we can't see what he comes out with. It's really crazy. That we, uh, we are doing a review, I think, of the best summer albums uh, next week, right? This coming weekend? Yeah, this coming weekend. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that'll be fun. Please be on the for that. Um, because we don't, I don't think we don't shut up. So we didn't do that for the last episode. No, so yeah, just follow us at, at Temper Tribe if you want to see anything more that we're come, coming out with. And uh, yeah, thanks. I don't got an answer. No, you're good. Uh, this is Dylan. Hey, this is Denzel. This is Maron. Appreciate y'all. All right, Temple Tribe signing off. Remember to. Always do what makes you happy. You know what will make me happy? Not listening to this album again. Hey, and stay safe, y'all. Yeah, let me go to TSU. <laughs> Shout out Texas City. <laughs>